Welcome to the Rambling Viking Podcast. I am your host, producer, and special guest, the Rambling Viking. And I'd like to start today with just a couple disclaimers and a brief preview of what I'm going to be talking about and what we're going to be going over. First and foremost, I'm a Viking and I am rambling on this podcast, so I am the only person here and I'm very opinionated. I'm going to let you know about it. Very intense as well, so I hope you're ready for that. But if you do, you know, as disagree with me or have some concerns or want to let me know where I'm wrong or faulted, please uh, take time to... Um, Take it back a few years and write write a letter and address it to 1001 Fannin Street, Houston, Texas, zip 77002, and that'll send it straight to um, Waste Management Headquarters, um, and I'm sure they'll know what to do with that garbage and how to properly dispose of it, recycle it if need be, so... <laughs> going on no i'm just i'm just playing i do like dissenting opinions and i I think it's useful to talk to people who aren't of the same opinions being in a echo chamber is good for nobody it only creates uh more um more it only large it only increases the gap between uh people groups and thought groups so a little bit about today so we're gonna do uh what dulls my axe and that's kind of the main portion of the show and that's just me rambling and ranting about a topic um and usually in a lot of ways gets me fired up now, sometimes this can be get me fired up in the right way, but I will say a lot of times it's very easy to get fired up on you know things that are negative, and a lot of times it's going to have to do with uh, pop culture, whatever you. I, I cover all. We're going to cover all bases, you know, philosophy, politics, sports, uh, whatever have you. Each episode will be its own entity, and uh, I will burp occasionally. And I'm going to follow what dulls my axe with a new segment called the way too much but that's why we love it totally over the top item of the day and that's where i'll read something very interesting that's just entirely over the top and entirely too intense but it's so intense and that's why we enjoy it and today's is a yelp review that i found and then i uh will always end the show with a viking tale of the day so that's where i tell a story either about my life or friend's life or what have you typically my family's pretty interesting my dad and Definitely has some quirks and some funny stories. So today will be a little uh, snippet story about when I was younger and babysit my sister. It's pretty funny. But it's time to charge forward into the fight and find out what dulls my axe. Today, what's really dulling my axe over the past few days is this concept of cultural appropriation. For those of you who are not aware of what cultural appropriation is, the I'll tell you the basic concept of it. basic concept of it is... You're appropriating someone else's culture in an insensitive way and ultimately disrespecting it. So for me, being a, a Viking, that, you know, that could be wearing a traditional Chinese robe used in martial arts as just a pure fashion statement. And the, pr- the problem is with a lot of this, on the surface level, it looks good, right? Because you have cultural, it's like, hey, everybody has their own culture and their cultures do their own things. And... It's coming from a good place, I will say. It's coming from a place of want to, wanting to respect these other people's cultures. They want to, they look, they want to, hey, yeah, I want to respect your culture. I wanna, want you to respect mine. But it's been getting confused lately. Appropriation has been getting confused for appreciation. Now, it, although the words sound similar, vastly different. Appreciation would be you, you take some, some part of culture shared with you and you're like, wow, that's really, really cool. And the beautiful thing about America is we're totally free. We have 
tons and tons, I would say even hundreds of cultures all in one place. And in some cities, you can go, there's different parts of the cities. For instance, New York City, I mean, you have all different types of neighborhoods. You have Chinatown, you can go to, you can go to a little place that's more Thai, you can go to a place that's Jewish, you can go to a place that's German. I mean, everything under the sun as opposed to just having our own culture. And that's what is our culture, is we all have come together and we've assimilated and we've created this melting pot culture. So we all come from different backgrounds and then we bring things from our culture and we share them with each other. And then next thing you know, you can be doing cool things like picking up a tamale with chopsticks and using chopsticks for a tamale. And that's actually a reference to the specific reference that got me fired about a cultural appropriation. So recently, as of... Uh, I'll give you the date today. is May 2nd, 2018. So just a couple days ago, there was this girl, and she goes to prom. Everybody knows prom is a big deal. So she goes to prom, but she wears, uh, she wears this, this Chinese dress. It's a red dress, and uh, most people you look at it be like, yeah, that's Eastern Asian. And you can tell. It's very obvious, and it's, and it's, and it's a dress that's worn over there. But she wears it, and she, you know, put, they take the regular, regular prom pictures. They take the serious formal one. They take some goofy ones, just her and her date, and then her and, you know, four of her friends and their dates all take a cool picture. Well, this, uh, this Asian guy c- comes in, and he comments on it, and he says, my culture is not your GD prom dress, and it's blown up. This random Yahoo just sent out this tweet, and people took it like, f- oh, man, they took it, and they ran with it. Like, it exploded. It blew up like Helm's Deep in Lord of the Rings Two Towers. If you don't know what I'm referencing, get your life right and see Lord of the Rings. But it, it blows up, basically. And uh, my big issue with, this, with cultural appropriation is I am for respecting each other's cultures. I want people to respect my culture, where most people are going to say, you don't have any culture, you're just a white guy. Everybody has culture, Yahoo, but a lot of people have assimilated, and America has created its own culture, and that is a, that is a culmination of all cultures. So uh, I, I hope I can you know, get that through your thick skull. But anyways, he, he tweets that, and it, I mean, it blows up. It makes national news, and it's a whole thing. And I, I obviously disagree with it. For I'm going to break down why I disagree, why this was not cultural appropriation, because it became a big deal. And props to this girl, because she came back and she, and she tweeted. She had a little tweet storm, three or four tweets, where she was like, I'm not going to apologize. I'm not sorry. I appreciate this dress, that's why I wore it. I thought it was beautiful. And, and I'm all about that. Because typically you see that it's happened. You see the person, the culprit, in quotes, I'll say, come out and they're like, well, I'm so sorry. Like, I didn't mean to disrespect your culture. She's like, no. She knows. She's standing her ground. She knows where she is. And I appreciate that. I appreciate her intensity. I will say this. I appreciate the intensity of the other side, of that man just coming at her and being like, look, it's not your GD prom dress. However, the intensity is wrongly rooted. Uh, were, it's wrongly used and, and channeled here. And I definitely don't agree with it because this dude's an idiot and this concept is an idiot. So I first found out about cultural appropriation a couple years ago and someone, and I was like, what, what is even that term? And they're like, well, it's basically, you know, you're just, you're romanticizing someone else's culture and it just becomes a fashion statement. And so I say, well, what if I, you know, what if there's, because I've, um, I said, what if there, my friend has this, you know, or uh, what if I have like a, like, I have an African dashiki that I got, that my dad got for me when he went over to, uh, the, to, for this dedication in Kenya of, to this orphanage that's dedicated to my grandma uh, over a decade ago. And I think it's awesome. I love wearing it. But I definitely think people would 
definitely think I'm not allowed to wear that and because I'm white and I'm not te- technically African, but I'll just, I come back at him with like, look, I'm closer to my culture than you're closer to your culture. And people will come, ugh, because the whole African-American thing. But no, my family came over here in 1896 and um, it's fair... Uh, Slavery, you know, happened much, much sooner than that, and so it's fair to reason your ancestors have been here longer than mine, and mine weren't even here for the brood of slavery. Um, they got they didn't they got here later. I'm third generation American, so come at me, bro. I'm more foreign than you. Anyways, a random tangent that just it just gets me fired up. That's going to happen a lot, but <clears throat> moving forward, back to on point on what I was talking about. And they talked to me about that. I said, well, you know, what if I have this? And I, and I appreciate its beauty and I think it's awesome. And I'm, you know, and I feel like I'm doing that and it becomes, and I, I think, I think it's appreciation and a sign of gratitude or, or respect. If you take traditional clothing from another country in another culture, and then it gets integrated into other cultures. You know what that means? That means your culture is spreading to other cultures. That is the spreading of your culture. Like your, your culture, if you will, is conquering other cultures. And they say, wow, we like that culture. We want to be a part of that culture. And that's what they're becoming a part of. And I think it's better to be open and say, yes, you can be part of our culture than be closed off and say, my culture is mine. You can't do this, which also is ridiculous because in today, folks, we live in a free country and you don't have a right to not be offended. Like, you don't have a right to, to, for people to respect your culture in the sense of, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take this rosary and I'm just going to wear this fashion statement, which, where was, the, where was the uproar when that was a big thing a few years ago? I saw people just wearing rosary. All of a sudden, rosaries be, were being sold at places like the Buckle and stuff, like in the mall. And this is, this is a sacred prayer necklace used in, in the Catholic tradition as a part of your salvation, like, it's a huge deal, it's not just, oh, this is a cool looking, you know, necklace with a cross on it, like, no, and they also had the, the Jesus bracelets got big, that's also another Catholic thing, like, nobody was screaming about that, oh yeah, it's because Catholic Church, it's not a matter we care about, because they're not severely oppressed, or a minority, however, I learned about a cultural appropriation, well, on, on, on to the bigger problem here, so, like I said, we confuse appreciation for appropriation. Um, something, something funny that happened out of here, I was just scrolling through the Twitter timeline, and one guy just said, hey, can you explain how this is offensive? It's not like she's wearing it to the club, which is a strong point. And I'm going to stop there because in this instance, what she was doing, she's wearing to prom. Let me, let's break down what prom is. So in high school, the late stages of your adolescence, what's the biggest, most formal event you have outside of graduation? Oh, that is prom. Generally only allowed to the upperclassmen, but what do people do? It's kind of similar to a wedding. People, people we, we dress up, we, give, we get fancy. It's our, it's our opportunity to dress up, get fancy, and go and usually have a formal dinner, and we have a fun dance afterwards. My school, I went to private school, so we technically didn't have a prom. We called it a banquet, but it was essentially a prom. But everybody does it, and you know what? It's fun. As a guy who hates dressing up, once in a blue moon like that, like maybe once a year, every 14 years, is, is actually a lot of fun. And so this dress, she saw, typically these dresses that girls get are freaking immaculate and just so far over the top now. It's insane. Spending hundreds of dollars to wear this dress literally one time. And then, you know, guys will rent tuxedos, they'll rent the cool cars, so it's a very formal event. Well, on the note of girls getting their, their dresses, and they're, they're very, very formal. This is a very formal event. This isn't just... 
this isn't going out to the club. He said, you know, she's not going to the club. What's going to the club is you wear a little cocktail dress, something cute, but you're not going to do something that's, you know, considered super formal or even appropriate. Like, you're going out to the bars to drink and get drunk in a smoky club, and that would be disrespectful. That would be a different thing. Um, because come to find out the history of this dress after reading just through some Twitter and what people were posting that they found on their research is that this dress, um, it started kind of as a higher class thing and it's not something you're going to see worn every day in China. You will see it worn in China, but you will, but it's typically like a formal thing. You wouldn't wear it every day. You'd wear it to a nice dinner out there. So it, it, it fits so far. It fits contextually as far as where she's wearing it. The most formal event, this girl saw this dress and she goes, that dress is beautiful. I want that to be my prom dress. And seeing as we've never seen this type of dress commonly, at least, in, in prom, which is the most formal event for these, for these teenagers and a big deal, people make a huge deal out of it, I think, I think that's a huge win. That is infiltration, culture infiltration. Like, that is, that is a part of that Eastern Asian, that Chinese culture coming in to our culture and becoming part of our culture and, and becoming a little more mainstream, if you will. Now, one guy I saw a post and he was like, it's not okay if she's being different, but that's he was getting into their motivation. But anyways, it's, it's awesome that you not understand the appreciation saying we have our formal event and our culture over here and typically this is what follows, but this dress from a different culture that is a formal dress in their culture is awesome and I want that wear that to here as opposed to what we normally wear. Like, that's adaptive. And before we go any further, let's talk about America technically has no culture because what are we? We're a culmination of foreign cultures coming together into a melting pot. So technically, everything we do is cultural appropriation. Like, everything. It can stem back, and it's appropriated from some other culture at some point in time, and we just claim it as our own. And it becomes a part of ours. Same with the English language. We've stolen so many words and just adapted and... It's become, it's, it's really, it's the hardest language to learn because there's so many rules, but they break half the rules and there's exceptions to rules. And it's just, it's a nonsense language because it's a, it's a, it's a potluck language and we're a potluck culture, folks. So there's first issue with it right there. It's Yahoo not understanding. And by the way, I want to say, if you guys remember that uh, chopsticks tamale comment, the same dude who is screaming, uh, crying wolf at this girl saying, you know, cultural appropriation, he said... That tamale, he earlier, I don't know how much earlier, I didn't look when, but that is one of his actual statements and tweets, is that, like, America's amazing. I can eat tamales with a chopstick, which is what? Two totally different cultures coming together and, and, and bonding, essentially. It's like, oh, the chopsticks, these are from, you know, the Eastern Asian culture. Tamales are traditionally eaten in Mexican or Hispanic or Latin American countries and, or cultures. And boom, I'm going to eat this culture with this tool used in another culture. Like, that's not ama- that's amazing. That's amazing. So I just want to call this hypocrite out right here um, for, for doing that. Make sure we all know we're on the same page, this Yahoo. Anyways, going forward, so I was looking at the Twitter thread, and there, there's the first thing is it's, not, it's an appreciation, if anything at all. But let's move forward, and I was just reading through all the, all the different tweets, and you know this thing has like a hundred, over 100,000 retweets, and so everybody their mom has replied to this on Twitter. But I was just reading through some of them, and I found a really funny instance where these two people got into it, and then a third party came in and turned this person who was, who was on the side of the cultural appropriation group, um, turned turned her own point on herself and saw and showed her the the idiocy in her reasoning. I'm as far as whether it actually went in and resonated, I don't know. But we'll find out. Uh, we'll never know, but that's, you know, that's on her. 
I hope it did, but at least it got showed to her. So she has her post of prom, and then he says, you know, my culture is not your prom dress. Well, this is the guy's reply. I'm not going to mention any names here, but, well, well, I can, um, I'll mention first names. We'll say Caleb. He said, can you explain how this is offensive? It's not like she's wearing it to the club, which is a great point. Basically, he's pointing out, he's like, hey, she's wearing it to a very formal event. She's not wearing it out to the club, a, a non-formal, you know, kind of morally reprehensible place for, you know, in a lot of ways, like she's not just wearing it as a little cocktail dress, which would be disrespectful because this is a formal um, sacred dress. Sacred is a little bit too strong, but it's formal dress from the Chinese culture. And this uh, Evan, she comes, this gal, she comes in and she says, Google cultural appropriation and why it's wrong. It's not up to POC, which I reason quickly, people of color, so anybody not white, we're all people of color, jack wagon. Um, it's not up to people of color to educate you, which is, which is extremely, that's not the way to handle the situation. Just come back with his anger and rage. This guy's asking a genuine question. And you're going to come up, come back at him. That pushes him away from your reasoning. He's less likely right then and there. I tell you right now, I'm shutting down. I'm saying, what the F? I'm asking a question. I, I just, <laughs> I'm asking why is this disrespectful and you're just talking to me like I'm an idiot. I'm some kindergarten idiot. Like, that's not okay. That's not how you get people on your side, okay? So she says that and then the response being, he goes, I'm aware of cultural appropriation and I spent over an hour reading the history of this dress talking to my wife and who he put in his principle, who is a person of color. So basically he's putting himself on their side saying, I meet all your qualifications to, I have, I, I, I've looked up and done my research and I have a source that I'm married to. So it's, he's basically, um, he's validating himself because a lot of times people, um, of this sort of mindset, they don't, they don't think you're, you're as valid unless you're part of that my, part of that group specifically. Like I'm a white straight male. I can't I can't speak on abortion because I'm not ever going to have one, and I'm not a female, and I can't understand that. But what I can't understand is morals, and that that's killing a life. But sorry, different topic. He, he says uh, talking to my wife, who is a person person of color and is Asian. He goes, and I still don't understand why he was offended. Am I not allowed to ask why he got offended? Which is solid, solid point. Because he's literally asking, trying to ask a genuine question, and he's getting responses of hatred. And uh, she just goes, he explained it. Not helping the situation at all. And I, I, you can, it's fair to assume from the first tweet, this is her tone, by the way. So I don't think I'm making any super conclusions by doing this. Not everyone gets offended by the same things, but that's... But that still doesn't make it okay. How hard would it have been for the girl to buy a different dress? Why does she have to buy a different dress? She's not, so she, what you're saying there, she's not allowed to wear that dress. She could have bought 100 other dresses, but she thought this one was beautiful and awesome, and that's, and that's why she wanted to wear it. That's why you wear a dress to prom. Why would you even risk offending someone's culture? Because to do anything at all, really ever, as far as wearing clothes or speaking particularly, you ha- you're going to risk offense. Because here's the... Here's the sad truth. Someone somewhere can always be offended. You can choose to be offended. People understand it's partially a choice to be offended. You can look at something. Things happen in life that are outside of your control. Like people are going to be idiots. People are going to be racist. People are going to be hilarious. People are going to be awesome. Not everybody thinks the same comedian is funny. You know why? Because comedy is not objective. It's subjective. It's somewhat objective, but it's subjective. It depends on the person. That's why there's so many different types of comedians out there. This is the point I'm trying to make is... 
If you're worried about offending someone, don't go outside. Don't don't put anything on social media and don't say anything to anybody ever because that's you're always going to risk offending someone. But that's how we get things done. And we have to take that risk so we can progress, so we can share ideas, so we can further our thinking and become more well, more well-rounded in our beliefs. Goodness. And she says, there's a very easy, so why would you even risk offending someone's culture? There's a very easy alternative out there. All right, let's see what your alternative is. And he just, uh, Caleb comes back, says, from my understanding of what he said and what I learned about the dress, it is a symbol of activism and equality. She is wearing the dress because she thought it was beautiful, like I've said a hundred billion times, and wore it to a special event like it's meant to be worn. Isn't that her showing equality between the two races? Oh, bombshell. One billion percent, yes. Because she's saying this dress that has the same connotation as all these other dr- classic prom dresses, or has he, it, it holds the same value as all these other dresses. It's just as important. Your culture is just as important as my culture, which is, an, which is a culmination of foreign cultures. Well, let's see what uh, our little activist had to say, or social justice warrior. You will never be able to decide what other people are offended by. She's not wrong because so much of the time it is a choice. There are things that are overtly offensive themselves. However, there are things you can, you can choose to be offended by something. We, people don't understand. We make, we make micro choices and decisions all the time, every day, constantly. And so many times it's like, look, driver cuts me off in traffic. I can be like, man, this dude's a dickhead. This guy's a butthole. And just, I can choo- I'm choosing right there. I'm deciding. That guy's a jerk, and he was just cutting me off. He has no good reason. He's a bad driver. But you know what I usually do? Because I think road rage is very unhealthy, and we have a weird road rage culture where people are getting their cars, and they're looking to be angry. But kind of like how people get on social media looking to be offended. Anyways, I, I've, I've trained myself to make the conscious choice because I've learned that that much <laughs> stress and cortisol in my system is not going to help me long-term health-wise or really doesn't, doesn't help anybody because, A, look, that situation is out of my control. I can't control that some random person on the road just cut me off. You know what I can control? I can control my response to it. We can't control this girl decided to want to wear this dress to prom, but we can look at it and look at the situation and we can make a decision that, okay, it wasn't out of a, a place of malice and, and not be offended. Or you can say, oh, she's using my culture. That's offensive to me. And make the decision to be offended because that's what's happening there. Anyways, so someone cuts me off. You know what I say? I say they may not have checked their mirror. They may be in a rush. Um, they might have been texting, which is also bad, and I have reason to be mad at them for that, but, you know, maybe they needed to get over, or maybe they're Google Mapsing, and they're not even from here, and they're like, crap, my turn's coming up, I have to get over now, and they get over, and they kind of, you know, have to, they have to squeeze it tight, because I look at that situation and say, how many times have I been in a situation, I've had to do some, some butthole things in traffic, there we go, grab a quick drink from my ale horn, I forgot to mention that, always do my podcast with my ale horn, full of mead, you don't know what mead is. It's a, it's a wine made from honey, and it's a delicious. But it's a, uh, it was the drink of the Vikings, the alcoholic drink of choice. It's actually not mead. I just have water usually, but I have had mead, and mead is delicious out of principle and in actuality. But anyways, back to the point at hand, see, and 
because we all are in those situations where we have to do something like that. And, you know, I've been in a rush in traffic. And so I'm giving, you know what, the, it's called giving the benefit of the doubt and understanding there are factors that we don't understand in that situation. And now these two situations aren't totally comparable, but I'm just trying to give you another example to, so you can kind of see, see the point I'm trying to make, just to get my point even further across. So I'm making a choice to respond positively to that and assume the best of the person. Now, there are situations where you can see the person is out of mouth, like saying, I hate all black people. And you say, why? Well, because they're black and black people aren't as good as us. No. Now, that's just, that's hateful. That's racist. That is wrong any way you look at it. You can't make that a positive scenario. Well, maybe he had a bad encounter and he was mugged by a black guy, which could make him hate that dude or hate muggings or hate robbers, but it's not an excuse to justify hating an entire population of people. So, um, you know, that's obviously racism and things like that. But this is, you always have to look at the, the situation in context. So you'll never be able to decide what other people are offended by. Didn't even get through the first sentence and I had a three minute rant. Respect their feelings and do what you can to respect other cultures. I agree with that 100%. Respect their feelings. Now I want to say this on that note, you know, second sentence, stop. I won't make this one as bad. So Respect their feelings and do what you can to respect other cultures. That is common courtesy. However, that is not a right in the United States of America, in a free country. You don't have a right to not be offended. You don't have a, it's, it's not a right for other people to respect your feelings. People are going to live their lives with the freedom. That's the beauty about this. We have the freedom to make all the wrong choices, obviously, within the power of the law. Like, I have a freedom to drive like a butthole as long as I'm not breaking any laws. And I have a freedom to not give a rip about you. And I can, you know, cuss you out on the street. And I can appropriate your culture and do disrespectful things to it. I can wear, wear that dress to the, to the cocktail party or to the club or whatever and then totally disrespect that culture and disrespect the, the origins of that dress. I can do that. That's complete within my right. Now, I'm a garbage person. And what most people understand early on is that you will get farther by respecting other people's feelings and respecting their cultures. They're going to be more open to you and you're going to actually have more friends. You're not going to have a lot of friends if you're living life like a giant douchebag. Although you might have some douchebag friends, but you'd be the douche crew. But anyways, that's, you know, we all, we all know what pack I'm talking about. You walk around, you see these go, bro. I'm sure I've been in a scenario where I've been viewed as that dude and that's fine. You know what? I don't care. Uh, send a letter to, to, to Texas about it if you if you want to say anything. So respect their feelings, do what you can to respect other cultures. I agree. She goes, apologize and adjust your behavior. Yes, if you disrespect and you want to be respectful or if you hurt someone's feelings. Now, for that statement, it comes into context. If someone is being over overly sensitive and you're not saying anything, any, any disrespectful, but you're saying something maybe blunt or truthful, which the truth can be harsh because facts and truth... They're, they're, there's no relation, there's no correlation to facts and truth and feelings, that like, in good feelings. Truth hurts sometimes. You know what hurts? Our, my roommate's dog got stolen out of our backyard. That sucks. That's a hard, hard truth to swallow. And, you, you know, we never want to give up hope, but at some point after months, we were like, crap, he's gone. Yeah, he's not coming back. Someone snatched him up, and he's living with a family somewhere. Me, personally, I have a weird view. I'd rather him be dead, but that's just me being selfish because I'd rather, I'd say, I want, I want Bear with us where he belongs, or I don't, I don't want a thief to be having, what if he's in a happy home? That's just me, though. I'd, he's either with us, or, or you know, I want him to be gone. I want him to be dead, but that's a personal feeling. I know that's harsh, folks, but that's just, that's just my little weird feeling. That's, it's a selfish point of view. I, either I can have him or nobody can have him kind of view. 
Irrelevant, though. But apologize and adjust your behavior, depending on the situation. If you were being disrespectful, uh, you reflect on what you said and be like, okay. Or if you're maybe just a reasonable person, you're like, you know, I could see where that took offense. And you tell them, look, I didn't mean it in this way. I meant it in this way. And you clear things up. It's really not that hard. Well, given the fact that I just used almost 10 minutes breaking down the statements in your tweet, mm, I think it depends. And we have to look at the context. And we can't be too quick to react. So his response, oh, actually... No, that was the response. So she said, you will never be able to decide what other people are offended by. True. Respect their feelings. Do what you can to respect other cultures. Also true. Apologize and adjust your behavior. Maybe. It's really not that hard. Kind of. Well, this is where the third party came in and just turned her reasoning right back on her and totally flipped things on her head. So Bull Thistle, nice name, says, indeed, for example, good start. That I'm saying, I'm saying that's a good start to that statement. I'm sure many people are offended by your directives to apologize and adjust your behavior. What? Therefore, you should apologize and adjust your behavior. What did he just do? They just do. Could be a woman. Sorry. <laughs> Freaking out. I laughed for like five minutes straight when I read that tweet because... That takes everything that she was just trying to build up to say and says, oh, yeah, so you're talking about you need to respect other people's feelings and cultures and apologize, adjust your behavior accordingly when you offend them. Well, this you saying that could actually offend me, and a lot of things you said here could offend me, so you should apologize and adjust your behavior. <laughs> Bombshell. But you see how, how that illustrates the point of that reasoning and, and being that aware if you will of other people's feelings is is so is like it's like a snake eating its own tail it's starving so it starts eating its own tail eventually we're getting to the point where it's like oh so you can't say anything you shouldn't go anywhere and you uh, should only wear gray sweats oh wait that could be offensive so yeah just stay in your house don't talk to anybody because that's where that's going to end up because oh i'm going to offend somebody i'm going to offend somebody somebody's going to be offended and you see, you see the problem here is People start being offended and you say, oh, yeah, what is offensive? And you start looking. It's a subconscious switch that we've done. We start looking to be offended. So that was, that was the, the, the instance of cultural appropriation. Um, and I, I'm not sure how it was kind of probably muddled uh, early on from how I feel about cultural appropriation. But that's, that's the instance. And I don't think it was appropriation at all. And I think the girl was trying to be totally respectful. Um, but that was just really, really funny to me. Uh, as far as um, this scenario goes, how that how that reasoning got turned on her head, and like I said, I don't know if it went through to her or not, but I hope it did. So, yeah, that that girl wore the dress, and she's re- received some flack for it, but not a lot. But going back to another point, I mean, w- nobody you, you didn't see any of this outcry when people were wearing the Catholic Jesus bracelets and then rosaries, which is a tool for prayer, which is a tool for their salvation, essentially. And I might be a little off with that, but it, but it, but it, it's an it's a it's a sovereign tool used in the Catholic community. Like it's part of the Catholic culture, and there was no outcry or anything like that. But I saw dudes left and right wearing. I'm like, well, I wait. I didn't know you were Catholic, and they're like, what? And I'm, the rosary. Oh yeah, no, I'm not. And just go about their day. What? What in the world? If you want to talk about cultural appropriation, that's cultural appropriation. You're taking some, some religious symbol and you're making it a fashion statement. That's appropriation. You're not taking a fashion statement that has some roots in activism and equality and then making a fashion statement and implementing it and saying it's, it's implementable in this culture in the same type of scenario, showing activism and equality and, and being used in the same type of way. But 
it comes down to people people hate on white people for doing everything and they say we don't have any culture which is somewhat no it's not true i'm not going to give anybody that i'm not going to give you that but it's you know it just goes back to we're melting pots so that's what that is and i mean name somewhere else in 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 the world where you can go you could go to a city and you could you could get we'll we'll say foods for instance you get authentic Chinese, Japanese, French, Mediterranean, Spanish, Mexican, South American, German, Irish. The list goes on. And, you know, there's, there's – you can go to New York City and you can get all these foods all authentic. And there's really not – there's a few other hubs like this, but this is, this is how our entire country is built. Like I can go get – I can go to a German beer hall down the road or a German sandwich deli or I can go to an Irish, um, Irish pub and uh, – pub and burger joint – that's literally on the same block as the German place. And I'm getting two totally different cultures. And then we slowly kind of assimilate them and do our own things, add our own twists to them. And that's awesome. So cultural appropriation is, for the most part, a sham, at least the way it's used. Cultural appropriation is a real thing, like I said, with the rosary and everything. But in a lot of ways, it's just a total, total sham. Um, and the way it's used, like that instance was not appropriation at all. That was appreciation. And people are just looking to be offended. It's a, basically another funny picture I saw on Twitter um, right after that was <laughs> the caption is literally all y'all. And it's a chart. And so at the top of the chart, it has one big box. It says, if a white person. And then on the very bottom, it says racism. And so it has two sets of boxes. So it's a, a row of six boxes. And they, they all have arrows down. So if a white person moves out, it's white flight, racism. If a white person moves in, gentrification, racism. If a, right, if a white person sees color, they're referencing like, yeah, I see color, racism. If a white person doesn't see color, ignoring racism, which is racism. If a white person doesn't partake in culture, non-inclusive, racism. If a white person engages in culture, cultural appropriation, that's racism, <laughs> which is just awesome. I saw that chart. I saved it to my phone, and some people bashed on it like it's stupid and really nitpicky, but I just think that's just, that's just a little funny ins- excerpt, I think, on, <laughs> on, how, on how it goes a lot of times. And that's really true. It's like you look at it is it's white people being discriminated against because they're white, and so it's like, oh, there's, there's no – it's a total catch-22 in a lot of ways because it's like, oh, I see color. You're a racist. So I don't see color. Oh, you're a racist. And it's like – what I, what I stick with is I'm a person just living as a person. And I'm going to look at you as a person. So if you want to start saying, oh, because you're white or you white guy, if, if, if you start talking about me and, and, and talking about something I'm doing and you're saying this white guy and you immediately start by classifying me by my race and you're already telling me that I'm not going to listen to you and you're, you're full of nonsense and you're crazy and you're just looking, you're reaching for racism because you're... <laughs> Because you are stimming, you're starting everything off. Your platform, your jumping off point is this white person is doing this. I'm like, now I'm going to go back to everything is contextual. So it, it, you know, I'm not, I'm not saying that this is 100% here. Nothing is 100%. Everything is contextual. I'm talking about the majority of the time though. And in general, in a general sense. So that's what dulls my, dulls my axe folks is misappropriation of cultural appropriation. And confusing appropriation for, or confusing appreciation for appropriation, folks. Let's not be so quick to be offended, grow some thick skin, and recognize when someone's trying to elevate and, and, and accept your culture and integrate other cultures. That's a good thing. Just sitting here screaming appropriation, screaming, you can't use my culture, it's my culture. 
What are we, four-year-olds? This is my truck. You can't have it because it's my truck. It came from my house. I can't let you play with it. I can let you play with my truck for 15 minutes and give it back. As long as you respect my truck, you don't, you don't dirty it up, you don't mess it up, you don't do anything that I wouldn't do. Oh, wow, that's great. But that's what, that's what dulls my axe. I'm looking forward, and this, this podcast always helped me sharpen it back up, but I've, I've probably spent a little too much time on that, so we're going to move on to the next segment. I referenced it earlier, and this segment I have named the way too much, but that's why we love it, totally over-the-top item of the day, or for short, the T-W-T-M-B-T-W-W-L-I-T-O-P-T-P-O-I-T-D. That's a tongue twister, but that's the acronym for it. If you want to try and pronounce it, it's Twitter. And what I'm doing today, folks, is this is mainly going to be like funny Amazon reviews, Yelp reviews. That's what at least I'm going to start with, but we'll see where we can get. Um, I found a random person. It's not a random person. It's my friend. And I got his permission for this. He does this sort of, he he fits this bill. Like this is his category really, but um, I'm going to read his Yelp review of Buffalo Wild Wings. Keep in mind, he got on Yelp with the directive of, I'm going to only give Scorched Earth zero-star reviews or the most outrageous five-star reviews. And actually, one of these has gotten him a little, like, a gift card and a gift package from one of the corporations themselves when they saw it. It was pretty funny, but not this one. So let's begin. The way too much, but that's why we love it, totally over-the-top item of the day is the Buffalo Wild Wings Yelp review by Connor B. My wife and I frequent this B-dub so often that we get... We get our our to-go orders picked up and carried to us as we walk in the door. That's what I'm talking about. We most recently went yesterday on cheap wing night. 60 cents per boneless wing. Let me break the classic honey honey barbecue wing experience for you. The first bite. As the flavor of both sweetness and bold barbecue chicken flavor immediately begin bathing your taste buds in food gold, the slight crunch from the fried breading lets you know that this is no normal experience. This is home. You have finally found the true meaning of home. The midway point. You now have scarfed down a bare minimum of eight wings and start to think that maybe your mortgage payment that comes out tomorrow isn't actually the most important thing to spend your money on. You wonder if it is time to order an entire extra platter of wings or if you can fight off the uncontrollable urges to keep this immense high going. The final wing. I'm trying to keep it together, folks. <laughs> this is, these are just funny. Final wing. You look down at the remains of what can only be described as a plate in the final stages of a 1,000-year war and realize there is only one wing left. Your eyes begin to water from overwhelming sadness that no matter how happy you are, sometimes you have to experience sadness so you can appreciate the happy times more. Amen. Your stomach celebrates that it can finally relax from the nonstop multi-marathon that was wingamania. You just brought down on it. You slowly savor every last bit of that final perfection of chicken and set your weapons down at your side. It is done. My wife had the specialty wings, Crimson Crush. They were okay. <laughs> Uh, if you don't love that, you can get out. You need to go get a new sense of humor from the dollar store. Oh, that's great. Oh, I don't know how I kept it together. I think I should have read it in like a Batman voice or an intense narrator voice from like the movies. Like, one man, this summer kind of voice, but that's okay. Oh, I should say, 
all all these reviews that I've looked at of his, it all goes like that. You have this tremendous essay, and this is actually one of the shorter ones, essay that, that comes, and then at the very, very end, he, it's always the last sentence is, oh, is always a little excerpt about his wife's experience. My wife got this, or my wife thinks this about this, this menu item. And it's, it's just, what a way to top it off. You have all this insanity, and it just culminates together to, oh yeah, my wife thinks this. <laughs> like the most off-the-wall thing. I love it. But that was the way too much, but that's why we love it. Totally over-the-top item of the day. Courtesy of Connor B. and Yelp about his Buffalo Wild Wings experience. So the final segment we're going to do here, and I'm going a little bit longer than I wanted to, but that's all right. We kind of we kind of roll with the punches here. I may be very intense, very opinionated, but at the same time, I'm a very relaxed guy. I'm kind of like, best way to put it, I'm jack-of-all-trades and kind of jack-of-all-personalities. I'm pretty reasonable, but I don't really show much of that side here because this is, this, is, this is the rambling Viking, the rambling, ranting Viking. And on that note, we're going to do the Viking tale of the day. Now, before you get excited about hearing a story about Norse mythology, let me tell you, you're not going to hear a story about Norse mythology or Viking history at all. This is Viking as in me, the Viking, and a tale I have. So, last episode, I told a nice little funny story about how my dad likes to try and listen to the dirt coming through the tube of the vacuum cleaner. Disclaimer, I don't think he does it anymore, but he did for a period of years, and it was something else, let me tell you. Well, today, I'm going to go back to my childhood, just when I was a young chap, just after my, um, my release into the wilderness to prove that I'm a man, reference to 300 right there. Um, but I'm, you know, I'm 10 or so, and I grew up, two older siblings, and then a younger sister, she's about six years younger than me, so she's four or five-ish. My parents, we never hired babysitters because I always had older brothers to babysit. And babysit the younger ones. And so that's what I'm doing. Is my parents say, hey, we're going out for the evening, dinner with friends. Stay home, watch your sister. You know, make sure the house doesn't burn down. Don't answer the phone, don't answer the door. Typical rules, right? So me, I'm just like, sweet, I'm chilling. Hit the couch, hit the TV, catch a movie, you know, on the TV or whatever. I'm just, you know, doing my thing, hanging out. And my little sister is, I don't know what, she's out in the playroom where we have all our toys. I hear noise and stuff happening. And I, you know, peek in once early on, make sure, make sure she's not hungry or thirsty, but she's pretty, she's pretty self-reliant. She's ready to take on the world. I mean, she's only a couple years from her, from her womanhood test, which is, you know, being thrown out in the wilderness. Not really, not a real thing. That didn't happen. (laughs) Just a disclaimer there before anybody calls human rights or DHS on my parents. But she's playing and... She's having a good time. Well, randomly throughout the night, she starts to just, like, run up and down the house. My house is a long hallway because it started as a little, like, three-bedroom house, and we expanded. We added on, and we added on, and we added on. And so now it's a really long house. You can stand on one end of the house and see – you can stand at the front door and see all the way to the end of the kitchen, which is the other end of the house. And then there's, you know, rooms that branch off to the side. So it's – Pretty great, pretty great, nice little uh, long hallway to run through. Well, she's sprinting. So I'm sitting in the living room, which is kind of off the side of that main walkway and kind of just in about three feet off the main walkway. So I'll, put, I'll call it the hallway. It's not a hall, but the main, the main hallway goes down my house is, you know, five feet wide or whatever. Well, the living room branches off of that to the side. And then just a couple feet into the living room, we have a support beam for uh, the roof. And so it's solid steel, I'm assuming, um, this, this thick metal pole. We used to have rope around it, but our cats clawed it up. So now it's, it's unwrapped. It's naked right now. It's in the nude in, a, in my house. But it's, you know, just this pole. We later wrapped it with rope light, but our cats kind of ruined the rope, so we had to undo it. So it's just bare metal pole, 
And so I'm, if I'm looking at the TV, TV's on one wall, I'm on another wall. The, the, the main hallway that goes down from in into my house is to my left, about eight feet. And then, you know, three feet from that, and kind of in the center of the living room between me and the TV, which is a probably a 10-foot gap, is this pole. And so my sister, she's running up and down, you know, who knows, she's off somewhere fighting fighting monsters or whatever, you know, in her little fantasy land right now. But she's, realistically, she's just running up and down the house, back and forth. And I did this a lot as a kid, too, so I didn't think anything of it. I'm just watching TV, watching TV, and she has, she wore glasses when she was younger, so she was wearing glasses, but she's running up and down, and then she starts, like, veering into the living room a little bit, a couple times, and I'm like, whatever, like, where she, like, comes, she comes in and kind of comes close to me and then runs back, and she's down at the other end, and then I just hear, like, she is booking it full sprint Usain Bolt trying to win the 100 meter dash type type all out everything she's got and she comes around that corner again and she cuts it just a little bit tight and I mean just as fast she came around that corner before she even had time to blink smack dab right in the center of that pole and just if it had been hollow, it would have been bung but this thing's solid so there's no there's no noise happening off it and she's just Bam! And I mean, hits it, the shockwave knocks her glasses back. She falls back about three feet and is on, on the back. In, you know, she's on her butt, just kind of like in that with her hands, kind of like keeping her from falling all the way on her back, like hands behind her catching her. And she just sits there and looks at it with that little kid look of like total awe. Like it, it happens so fast and hard. My nerves haven't even responded yet. I don't know what's going on because she hit it and I was like, oh, snap. And it was like a culmination of all sorts of feelings. It was like, what just happened? Oh, crap. She ran into the pole. That was really funny, though. Is she going to cry? And I was sitting there like, oh, man, she's going to cry. And I'm going to have to deal with her crying. My little sister cried a lot. But, you know, it's just it's kind of what happens sometimes. She, she was a crier. And so I was like, crap, I'm going to have to deal with this. She's going to cry. And she got all fussy when she was crying. Like, don't look at me. Don't help me. It was pretty funny. But. She's on the ground, just full blown in shock and all. And I'm look, I look at her like, "What's gonna happen? Here we go." I feel like I'm Steve Irwin on the on Animal Planet, you know, R.I.P. to Steve Irwin. But just I'm sitting there like, "All right, we got this croc right here. He's luring right near the edge of the water." My Australian accent sucks, but I don't care. Is he going to is he going to make the move? Oh, I went British. Yeah, let's. Crockett, she's a beaut. Let's see what she does. I can't do it. I don't care. And, you know, waiting for this crocodile to pounce almost, waiting for this moment and just narrating over it. Well, I, she, when she didn't cry for the first, like, three seconds, I was stoked. I was like, yes! Like, it, like it happened just right. Like, she's not that hurt. She's going to be tough. Like, or maybe, you know, she just she doesn't feel it and she's just going to laugh it off like kids do sometimes because they'll look at you like, do I cry? Did this hurt? And if you're like, ha, 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 they're like, oh, ha, ha, ha. Well, I'm not laughing, obviously, because I'm just waiting in sweet anticipation, like waiting to see if I felt like a fan in the Colosseum in ancient Rome waiting for Julius Caesar. He's got his thumb out right now, and he's either going to go down or he's going to go up. He, he either lives or he dies type, like a scene right out of Gladiator. That's the anticipation right now that I'm experiencing in that moment. Well, I'm like... Three seconds, no crying. I'm like, yeah, she's not going to cry and go back to my show, and I'll just make sure that, you know, she's not bruised. No, 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 no. That's just the delay for her nerves and her brain to kick in that you just walloped a metal pole at full tilt. 
kind of scenario. Her body hadn't even registered. Her young developing body didn't doesn't have all the nerve endings developed quite yet, just right. And it wasn't ready for that kind of shock wave. Her glasses, I don't even know where they went. They might as well have shot through the ceiling. They came off her head so fast. Well, what came wasn't even a cry. It was more of a death-curdling squeal of a zebra that's just been pounced on by a lion. You know what I'm talking about. That last-ditch effort, this is my nightmare that's happening to me type scream. Like, she just, she, three seconds of nothing, and then the biggest breath, followed by just a squeal. One for the books, man. I'm glad I wasn't drinking out of a wine glass. Well, I'm glad for... I was 10, first of all, but had we had any, you know, sensitive crystal glass, that it would have shattered, no doubt. I'm surprised all the stuff in the shelves didn't shatter in the, in the kitchen. There was a room over. I mean, just, ah, I can't even get close to hitting the note, but just, ah, just the, the highest, longest scream. Honestly, the lung capacity there and the ability to hold that note rivaled in that moment rivaled that of Whitney Houston Mariah Carey level stuff I mean it was just ah, just holding it but yeah she wailed and wailed and wailed and so then then I've got this going so now I've got the oh no she's crying she's really hurt I gotta make sure her face isn't broken so I'm just overwhelmed with all sorts of feelings she put me in shock I was just trying to have a nice chill night watch my tv and thought she could play but Holy crap. It was, it was, it turned the night real interesting real fast. But, you know, eventually, obviously her face hurt because she pretty much just busted it. I don't know how she didn't break her nose or her glasses might have been bent or really like hurt herself. She hit it just right. But she had a big old knot on her forehead, of course. And, you know, I got her and I think I might have called my parents and been like, Rachel just did this. Nothing seems broken, but she's just freaking out and, you know, to see what to do. Got some ice on her, finally got her calmed down, probably gave her some candy. I don't remember the aftermath because, honestly, it's one of those moments where, like, something so traumatic happens, you don't remember the next, like, three hours after that. Like, you get a concussion, but you don't remember anything. You remember up to the point of the concussion, and then you don't remember anything until the next morning. That's that's basically what this is here. It's like, I, it kind of goes black after that. I remember scarcities. So, that's a, that, was, that was the story of... Uh, <laughs> Just a, a what seemed to be just a laid back chill night in the in my in our household growing up turned real quick real fast. But yeah, me and all my siblings are super uh, accident prone. My oldest brother he's by far the worst. I'm probably second. Then I don't know who's next. It's a tie for the middle brother and my younger sister. But this is uh, that was or this was uh, the. The Rambling Viking or Vikings Ramblings. I don't remember which one I said at the beginning, honestly. But that is, uh, this is Vikings Ramblings. And this was, uh, this was, yeah, no, this was the Rambling Viking. This was the podcast about a cultural appropriation. I appreciate the time of uh, all those people not listening out there um, or, and those potential uh, future non-listeners that I will see on the streets. So thank you very much, folks. Uh, have a great day. I hope this maybe made entertained you in some way shape or form whether it engaged your brain or whatever it did and honestly or if you hate me that's fine uh you should go take a chill pill though because stress is bad for you really and remember send any of your hate mail to 1001 fannin street i never spelled it out f-a-n-n-i-n fannin street houston texas and that's 77002 is the zip 
Um, and I'm sure the lovely people at Waste Management Headquarters will know how to handle that piece of trash. This is the Rambling Viking, and I'm out to go pillage. <laughs>